Your Locked On Maple Leafs. Your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On This Podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive or as the host of Leafs Lunch on 1050. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast, reverberating rating and a review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And download Locked On Leafs and make it part of your daily uh, listening routine. Make Locked On Leafs your first listen each and every day. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. All right, a couple things to get to. It's game day. We do have a Maple Leafs game tonight. The Maple Leafs hosting the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, the two-time defending cup champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. Not exactly the clash of titans that uh, that it usually is. No Marner, no Kucherov, no points, Sandin's out. We'll talk about all the guys who are going to miss tonight and kind of go through uh, the matchup. But we do have uh, some breaking news here in Maple Leaf land. A trade has come down, so I'll detail you that trade and then talk a little bit about this Arizona Coyotes stadium situation and really the the fact that this organization may be in doubt going forward. So we'll get to all that, but uh, let's get to this trade. Um, Just coming down as of moments before recording this podcast, uh, it looks like they have traded. It's it's, it's a depth deal. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it on you for you guys. This is not a big time deal, Um, but they trade Curtis Gabriel, rugged winger um, who was playing down in the Marlies this season, traded to Chicago for uh, defenseman, Chad Chris, um, so it's just a depth swap, a couple of AHLers for each other. But uh, you, you know what? There there's, might be a little bit to this deal. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about Chad Chris, and then give you my thoughts on it. So uh, he was a second-round draft pick of the Chicago Blackhawks back in 2016, came through the college route, um, played in the NCAA, played for Team USA at the 2015-16 World Junior Championships, won a bronze medal. Um has yet to play a game in the NHL so far. He's been rather injury-riddled, only 64 games over the last three seasons in the AHL. Um, he just has 15 points, so I don't think he's a guy who's necessarily going to uh, going to run it up. I'll, I'll go through some of the scouting reports that I've read on him, uh, courtesy of Dauber Prospects. Great website um, where they kind of go through and they... they Basically, just like real quick scouting reports. Um, but coming into his 2016 season uh, after he was drafted, this was his report. And then I'll tell you what his latest report is. So selected by the Blackhawks in the second round of 2016, Chris is an effortless skater who is able to make plays both the uh, both the offensive and defensive zone simply by using his great speed. Making up for his lack of size with superior on-ice IQ and vision, Chris has committed to perennial college powerhouse Boston University for next season. All right, good skater, good IQ, good vision, not a very big guy, 
All right, so that's that's the basis of what the scouting report was for Chad Chris coming out of the draft. Um, had a really good season uh, with the Boston with uh, with Boston University in his first year. He had 11 points through 39 games. Followed it up 27 points through 36 games, and then his third year where he wore an A on his chest, uh, 20 points in 30 games. Uh, so that's that was his collegiate career. And now here we are um, after his first collegiate season. Uh, this is what uh, Tony Carr is the. the writer of these of these reports here's what he had to say in february of 2019 about chad chris says quote chris seems to have regressed slightly in his junior season with boston university tears his point totals are down across the board and has missed some time with various reasons this is not the time to panic but it is definitely something to keep an eye on he is still an elite skater and based on that skill alone he'll be given every opportunity within the chicago blackhawks organization and then he went on to say in April of 2020, so basically right when the pandemic hit, uh, he says, quote, The shine is starting to wear off the apple. Chris struggled in his first pro season, battling both injuries and inconsistency. It's not time to cut bait with his elite skating defenseman yet, but the leash will be very short as there has been an influx of blue liners added to the Chicago system. And uh, the leash lasted about another year and a half, and eventually they have finally cut bait with their 23-year-old defenseman, um, who was pretty Projected as a top four guy coming out of the draft as a second round pick. And here he is now a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. And uh, here's here's what I know. I know that this adds depth to the Leafs blue line, right? And when you look at what's going on right now, I would imagine this is a deal. You know, he's probably going to go to the Marlies. I don't think that's been announced quite yet, but I would imagine so. And I'll tell you why in a sec. But uh, without Rasmus Sandin, Travis Dermott not going to play again tonight. He's out for an unknown amount of time with the shoulder injury. It's kind of just day-to-day at this point. And Christian Rubens has been recalled, and he was playing a significant role down in the AHL. Look, the 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 Leafs and the Marlies um, work very closely together. And Ryan Hardy, currently the GM of the the AHL Toronto Marlies and the, the, the Growlers, the Newfoundland Growlers, uh, spent a lot of time with the U.S. National Team Development Program in the USHL and actually had... Uh, Chad Chris on his team for a couple of years when he was with uh, the national team development program. So he knows his player very well, and he knows what his ceiling was, and he knows um, that he's somebody who has been in a, a, a tough situation. It's kind of gone downhill, and perhaps a change of scenery can unlock the potential that was once seen in Chad Chris. So I think Ryan Hardy knows this player. You know, and this is what he was brought in for. This he was brought in to to you know see this talent um, over the course of the last few seasons from being part of the the USHL and being able to pinpoint some guys who they feel in a different situation and different scenery may be able to help this organization. Whether that's at the NHL level or the AHL level, they're both super extremely helpful. So I think that is a big reason as to why we see this trade go down. A couple injuries have occurred. Rubens has had to go up, and I think Ryan Hardy sees, you know what, we've got some winger depth. Uh, Curtis Gabriel is a guy who are probably not going to end up sending up to the NHL. Um, he, he did sign a deal with the Maple Leafs, but has yet to play. He's, he's just a, a guy who really goes out. He's more of an old-school goon-type player. He's going to go out, he's going to lay hits and maybe fight somebody. That's the type of role that he plays, and that's not really what the Maple Leafs are all about. And, and they've gotten a couple of guys who who have gotten a little bit meaner and a little bit tougher um, in Kyle Clifford, in in 
um, Nick Ritchie and Wayne Simmons. They've got a couple of guys who, who's got a little bit of snarl to them. They don't quite need that in the organization anymore, especially along the wings. So moving him out and bringing in a 23-year-old defenseman um, who they know quite a, quite a bit from his from his junior years, I think is a very smart and shrewd move for the Maple Leafs. Like Again, he was expected to be an NHL defenseman at some point. Injuries have been a big issue for him early in his career, but I think this is a, a no-risk trade. You know, you bring in a kid, you see what he can do, um, if he can stay healthy and if he can can progress with the Maple Leafs um, development staff, I think that this is this is a really solid lottery ticket. That's all this is. And you're not giving up anything. They gave up Curtis Gabriel. Great man. Awesome, awesome person, right? You love the person, but he wasn't someone who's going to help the NHL roster. Chad Chris may also not help the NHL roster, but he has a much better stance or much, stands a much better chance at eventually developing into good depth, a usable piece for this team that I just don't think they envisioned Curtis Gabriel turning into. So I really like the move, um, and as for Curtis Gabriel, hopefully this allows him to maybe get back into the NHL. I think, you know, moving him out west, potentially there's a better situation. They're a little weaker in the Chicago Blackhawks organization along the wing, so perhaps, you know, he's somebody, um, and this trade could could open up an opportunity for him. I really do hope he does. You know, good local Toronto boy was hoping to get an opportunity. Um, didn't quite happen. But for Chad Chris, uh, I think this is uh, this is a solid, shrewd move by, by uh Ryan Hardy, who probably was one who was very involved in making this deal. Um, so good on him. Good on the Maple Leafs for, for you know, going out there and, and, and making a move. Um, he's got 15 points in 64 games in the AHL. He's returning from uh, an injury this season. So um, not sure if he's going to factor into the big club. But with injuries right now to the blue line, it makes total sense to at least go out and get somebody who may have a chance to play. And he's if he's a, you know, a smooth skating, high IQ defenseman. You know that's that's really what this team likes in their D, right? If he can be aggressive on pucks, um, I think that they could possibly develop him into a depth defenseman, like a sixth or seventh defenseman, right? He's only twenty three, and he was a second round pick. He was projected to be an NHLer. That guy could still be in there. So I, I do appreciate the trade. I like it. I think it's a win for Toronto. Um, a, a very low-risk, no-risk almost move here by moving out Curtis Gabriel for this this lottery ticket. And uh, we'll see what Chad Chris can do in the Maple Leafs organization. Uh, okay, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll start teeing up tonight's game between Toronto and Tampa Bay, tell you about some of the notable uh, players who are going to be out tonight, give you my three keys to the game. Um, and then also kind of track what's going on with the Arizona Coyotes in that situation because they could be homeless in uh, in about 10 days <laughs> or 11 days, which, man, that's just amazing. But we'll get to all that when we return here on the Lockdown Lease podcast. Let me tell you guys about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind. Daily fantasy sports platform where it's you Versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are four times better. Why? Because... 
You don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your own fate. With Stat Hero, you're in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero, head to head, is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Uh, sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey. Use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Use the promo code hockey for a 100% match at stathero.com slash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Let me tell you guys about Stance Apparel. It's a great company that has unreal products. Uh, one of the most comfortable uh, underwear and socks brands that I have ever, ever had. I, I tell you, I, I didn't really believe it. People were telling me, hey, you got to try this stuff. It is incredibly soft on your skin. You know, it's really, really cool. They have amazing, great products. And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. They're probably like the traditional, you know, product that just kind of is a fad, something that kind of goes off the wayside after a couple of months. But then I I tried these things on. Let me tell you, I doubled down and bought some more pairs. This stuff is truly great. Uh, founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside with some of pop culture's greatest collaborators for the ultimate in-style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that the those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 50% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and the comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, welcome back to the Locked on Lease podcast, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm Mike DiStefano, by the way, the host of this program, uh, a show in which I record each and every day, Monday to Friday, and you can get this podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts and get those uh, daily ones right to your phone. Make sure you are subscribed and make us part of your routine. Make us your first listen of the day. Uh, so, yeah, the Maple Leafs and, and Tampa Bay, two, uh, two juggernauts going head-to-head but not as star-studded as usual. Um, no Mitch Marner for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Sandine out, Spezza suspended. And then Travis Dermott also not at practice today, so he is looking like he's going to be out for a second uh, consecutive game as well. And then on the Tampa Bay side, you've got no Kucherov, you've got no point, and now we're hearing that possibly Anthony Sorelli might not be good to go tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they're starting to get depleted up front as well. Um, so it's, it's not going to be as star-studded, but it's still, I think going to be a really good game. This is going to be a game that tests the depth on both sides. I think when when you have two teams that are so good and two coaches who are really good in John Cooper and in in Sheldon Keefe, I think it's going to be a good chess match between the two. And because of that, if we take a look at the betting perspective, the over-under, the total is at 5.5. I think that both teams are going to try and play really defensive, much like we saw last time. I don't know if we're going to see a a track meet game. And Sheldon Keefe today in practice had talked about how in the last game, in the last few games, where even, you know, he, he hasn't liked some of the goals. He hasn't liked uh, a lot of the games. And he feels that they're, you know, they're getting a little tired and their attention to detail is falling off. I think by bringing that to the attention of the Maple Leafs today and bringing that to the attention of the players, maybe that snaps them out of it. And maybe that, that tightens things up and they kind of come come 
together and play a good, sound, 60-minute, 200-foot effort tonight, something that was kind of lacking, especially in a game against Columbus. So I'm expecting a big rebound effort. So I actually like the under, um, you know, as part of the the total. You can get that line at betonline.ag, the under for the Toronto Maple Leafs at 5.5. And And if you remember, you recall, you look at last game, Andre Vasilevsky, or, or sorry, Jack Campbell was exceptional in that game. So was Vasilevsky. He had to make some big stops as well. Um, but that was really just a goaltending clinic. And and Toronto didn't play particularly well uh, through the first, like, two and a half periods, really. And they were down one nothing, and Vasilevsky kept them in the game until they came and they scored in the final minute of the hockey game. John Tavares out in front um, in the inner slot where he's made a living uh, his entire career. Sent this to overtime. William Nylander ended it and got Toronto the full two points when realistically, they didn't earn they, they should have had zero points in that game. Um, like that full two points, honestly, I want to give to uh, to to the goaltender, Jack Jack Campbell by himself. Um, so I, I think we'll see a similar a similar game, to be honest, that we saw last time uh, with these two teams. And and typically you think of, of these two clubs and you're going to think, okay, high-scoring offense, a lot of talent, great talent. And because of that, often you find that no one wants to make a mistake because these are two teams that really capitalize on mistakes, which is why I, I foresee this game being very tight. Um, it's going to be entertaining. I think there'll be good pace. But ultimately... They'll be very tight, and I think the, what something that the Maple Leafs have to do is they need to limit the transition play. Uh, that that's one of the keys for tonight's game. If they can limit their their struggles in transition, limit the the you know the speed through the neutral zone, try and and step up at the blue line, try and clog the neutral zone a little bit, get sticks on pucks, have urgency, close the gaps on players, don't let them get by you, um, and allow odd man rushes. I think that's going to be a big key tonight. For the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, in in a keeping a low scoring and b trying to get the win, so that's one of my first uh, my first keys to tonight's game. I also think they got to come out on uh, on fire. Like this team, um, you know, when they start off slow, typically the rest of the game is slow. And, and I don't think against Tampa you want to do that. It's like this is a team that also has been playing at, at just as amazing as a rate as um sorry as uh as the Toronto Maple Leafs. I got a text that just totally threw me off there. Um but yeah, they're, they're like they they're playing unreal. These two since I think uh since October 25th, the Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning are one and two in the league in terms of points. First and second in the league, the Montreal, the Tampa Bay uh Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So this is going to be a good game. I think it will be. Um, so limiting a lot of that is going to be the key. Uh, one of the other keys is going to be special teams. Um, without Mitch Marner, this penalty kill has kind of struggled the last three games. They've allowed five goals in their last three games, and you can't allow Tampa Bay to get on the man advantage. They are a very, very good team on the power play. They've got guys like like Stamkos, guys like... Uh, I mean, typically you have Point and Kucherov, but like Stamkos can get it done. You're going to have uh, at the point Victor Hedman, uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Like they've got guys who can score on the penalty on the power play. So limit the penalties, limit uh, the the shorthanded opportunities. Because right now, without Mitch Marner, you're asking a lot of other guys to have to step up, um, and and it's getting tiresome. Like these teams, everyone's kind of a little bit tired. So I think you you limit the 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 penalties, stay out of the box, um, and 
just make sure when you do get those power play opportunities, you got to finish because it's going to be tough to, to goals are going to be tough to come by against a team like Tampa Bay, against a goaltender who's as hot as Andre Vasilevsky, um, who's allowed two or less goals in, uh, I think it was five of the last seven games. So, you know, when you get the man advantage, it puts you in a better opportunity to score. Make sure you get it done because I think special teams is going to be a big factor in tonight's game. Um, yeah, so the the Maple Leafs rolling with pretty well the same lineup tonight as they did the other night. We'll see what, what ends up coming of it. Austin Matthews, if he scores tonight, that'll be a, a tie, a career-high eight straight games, but I think technically will become the... Uh, what's the? the I, I saw something because he missed a game last year in between where he scored an eight, cons, eight games in a row that he played, but it wasn't a consecutive. So if he scores tonight, I think he breaks that record but ties a different record. Ah, it's very confusing, very convoluted, but I think he may score tonight. And you can actually get him at plus money over at betonline.ag. That's my prop of the night, Austin Matthews. I was saying this on uh, on Leafs Lunch yesterday. The way that this guy's playing right now, literally scoring every single night, and you just assume that he's going to score. It's like the Maple Leafs start the game before puck the puck even drops. They're already up one nothing because you're anticipating an Austin Matthews these goal and for some reason they're not anticipating Austin Matthews to score tonight Vegas that is betonline.ag and they're giving you plus money to to go out and, and and bet on a goal by this guy who has scored in seven straight games and he scored 72 72 goals at home in his last 83 home games yeah they're playing at Scotiabank Arena that's all that guy does when he's there is score I think he does it tonight, so that is that's my prop of the night. Um, you can get that over at betonline.ag. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take one more quick break tonight uh, or today, and we'll kind of get to this Arizona Coyote situation because it's it's wild. <laughs> it's it is wild. Uh, so we'll get to that and uh, and a little bit more when we return here on the Lockdown Lease Podcast. Got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feeling beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make for a great holiday gift and if you're shopping for yourself you'll be glad you did because i know when i'll be getting my dad for christmas this year he's got a beard that goes kind of all wonky all over the place get i'm gonna get him some primal beard oils and make that a nice silky smooth and i know my mom is definitely going to thank me for getting that gift for my dad so maybe you should think about it as well or for your significant other we know that every company claims to have the best but primal origin oils challenge you to compare their ingredients and the feel and beard to the other products you've used we promise you will and will see and feel a difference Remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. 
Bet Online has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online it's where the game starts all right welcome back to the locked on these podcasts your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. i'm mike DeStefano, the host of this show uh so some real interesting news broke last night out of arizona um Katie Strang of The Athletic. Uh, If you guys don't have an Athletic subscription, by the way, you're missing out. So much great content, not just for the Maple Leafs, um, but league-wide content, including yesterday's bombshell dropped by by tremendous reporter and writer Katie Strang. Um, Essentially, what happened... (laughs) <laughs> what happened is the Arizona Coyotes have uh, like millions of dollars in unpaid bills. Like they just haven't been paying people. They haven't been paying the city. They haven't been paying their rent. Nothing. And eventually they got called out on it by the uh, by Gia River Arena, which is the arena in which they play in. And they were told to tell all of their staff workers who work at the arena, the arena, the arena workers. That if any team personnel or executive tries to come into the arena, into the building on December 20th, and the team had not yet paid off their debt, to not let them in. They were going to lock them out of their own building on December 20th in 11 days. They have a game, a home game, that they're scheduled and expected to play three days after that on December 23rd against, actually, funny enough, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Could you imagine if this if this occurs? Now, an update came out today that apparently um, everything's been paid in full. There was a, a statement on this last night from the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I'll read it to you guys. Um, it, it says this, quote, um, We have already launched an investigation to determine how this could have happened and initial indications are that it appears to be a result of an unfortunate human error. Regardless, we deeply regret the inconvenience this has caused. We will make sure that by tomorrow morning, the Arizona Coyotes are current on all of our bills and owe no state or local taxes whatsoever. And we will take immediate steps to ensure that nothing like this can ever possibly happen again. Um, I actually had Katie Strang, the, the girl who the the uh, yeah girl broke this um, wide open yesterday in the athletic. We had her on Leafs lunch today, and we were talking to her about this whole situation. And she's calling baloney on the human error aspect. And you know, I we don't know exactly why they decided not to pay taxes or why they decided not to pay um, you know any anybody really. Like there was some signing bonuses that were not being paid at one point, and they were late to the trigger to get those signing bonuses. To to teams and uh, to executives and to players, and it's just—it's been a wild ride for the Arizona Coyotes the last few re- few seasons, and it just got even even worse. And uh, apparently, they have now paid in full, according to Craig Morgan, um, uh, the beat re- reporter for Arizona. So I guess they will not be locked out come um, <laughs> come December 20th. Like, that would have been a scene. Could you imagine if they would have been locked out and nowhere to play? Wouldn't they have to go find a, a, just a, 
go play at a practice rink or some random local public rink, like a, the, maybe the University of, of Arizona? Like, I, I don't know. That would have been an interesting situation. I don't even know if the University of Arizona has a hockey team. Like, there are not hockey, many hockey people out in Arizona. But, you know, it, I, it would have been a, a scene to see. Now, when we spoke to Katie, what she did say to us was the league would never have let it got that far. The league would have intervened, and they would have paid the the, the taxes and paid off the bills uh, before it even got that far because that would have just been an absolute embarrassment. But the fact that it got this far as is where these reports came out and they had to be threatened to pay their bills um, and like they have outstanding like tax liens from June of 2020. Like June of 2020. We don't even have a month left in the year of 2021. It's going to be 2022 in what, 21 days, 22 days? And from June of 2020, they still have tax liens from then. So this is like multiple, multiple errors. So this is not human error. Um, but the league would not have allowed it got to this far. They would have paid off all of that just to allow the season to play out. So it would have just been a lot easier to basically pay for these problems. But what I asked her and what, what I think is fascinating is like, how did it get this far? How did the how did the league not know about it until now? And maybe they did. I'm not exactly sure. I don't believe the league made a comment in in Katie's story yesterday. Um, I assume they'll be chatting about it sometime soon. There is a, a board of governors meeting coming up, or GMs meetings that'll be coming up. I'm sure this will be talked about. Just how you know the Yotes are going about their business. But I I, I posed the question to her, and you know I asked, do you believe that maybe the NHL needs to take ownership of the Arizona Coyotes again because clearly current ownership can't be trusted and it's an embarrassment, a flat-out embarrassment on the NHL that this situation um, has occurred. And I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I wonder if, um, like if the NHL feels that there's just not enough leadership within the, the ownership group that they may have to take matters into their own hands and, and take the team back, kind of reclaim them. Um, until they can find someone who is more suitable than the current owners who clearly uh, might not be based on based on everything in this story. You're going to have to go and read the whole story um, from, from Katie, uh, Katie Strang um, in The Athletic, but it's, it is wild. And, you know, the, the question that everybody asks is, like, why don't they just, why don't they just relocate? Like, they're not getting people at the arena. The owners clearly aren't even caring about their business like why not just relocate this team to a city that cares like Quebec or like Houston and yeah I I understand there probably are cities that are way more deserving of a fan base or of a team and fan bases that are more deserving of a team than this Arizona fan base but let's be honest they're not keeping them there because the fans deserve it because they don't at the end of the day. They don't. They don't support the team. Are there a few thousand diehards that are there that have season tickets? Absolutely. 100%. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the general public. Like Toronto Maple Leafs fans, we are faithful. We are blue and white in the face and in our veins. That doesn't really happen out in, in Arizona. Like you can buy a ticket that night in the lower bowl for like, I don't know, probably for like 30, 40 bucks, like a lower bold ticket. Um, and, and, and like you can't even get a, a nosebleed for less than 100 bucks most of the time here in Toronto. Like it's just the support's not there for the team. And 
you know, the, the question remains, why not relocate them to a city that will support them? It's a valid question. It totally is. And, you know, ultimately, after, this is a, a, an experiment that the NHL has tried for so long to make work, and they're trying to force the issue here. But I understand it. Look at right here in our own barn, Austin Matthews, Scottsdale, Arizona native. If there was no hockey in Scottsdale, Arizona when he was growing up, you know, if there was, if, if the Winnipeg Jets had never moved to Arizona and there was no Shane Doan and there was no uh, Ilya Brzgalov or at the time he was growing up, I, I believe Brzgalov would have been kind of their goaltender there. Um, you know, Keith Yandel wasn't a, a big superstar over there. Like if that wasn't going on, uh, would Austin Matthews have turned to hockey? Or would he have just played baseball like the rest of the the kids out in Arizona watching growing up watching the Arizona Diamondbacks wanted to be, you know, a Diamondback or wanting to be a player for the Arizona Coyotes, you know, or the or the Phoenix Suns. You know, uh sorry, the Arizona Cardinals or the Phoenix Suns. But no, he he for some reason fell in love with the sport of hockey, fell in love with the Arizona Coyotes, went to games and and wanted to do that. And he's looked at his mother and said, I want to do this. I want to play hockey and enrolled. And, and that's how it starts. Right. And that's the grassroots. And now, you know, you, you there is that's how you grow a fan base, you know, and, and that's what they're trying to do. And it's it's a long term plan. I understand that it is a long term plan. And we all need to understand this. Um so jumping to Ras decisions is not the MO of the NHL. So although I personally believe like in a vacuum, Arizona doesn't deserve a team um, and they, they, you know, they should relocate. I doubt it's going to happen because this is a long-term plan. And you could actually take a look at what's going on in, in Florida, both Tampa and, and the Florida Panthers themselves. They had troubles selling tickets. They had troubles putting butts in seats and having people be interested. All of a sudden, they put a good product on the team. All of a sudden, they have good ownership, uh, stable ownership, people who are bought in. And now they're winning championships, right? They're making the playoffs. They're selling out hockey games. Like last year, that Florida-Tampa series may have been the best series of the first round. So I, 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 and there were many times where it was thought, you know, get the Florida Panthers out of there, bring them somewhere else, bring them to, to Quebec City, bring them to, at the time, Hamilton, bring them to Seattle. Like there's there's been so many different places that, that they've threatened or that the public has has said, like, oh, move them elsewhere to a better place. And they didn't. They stuck with the plan. And now they got a pretty good hockey team, pretty good team that's supporting them and putting butts in seats. And that's hopefully going to be the plan in Arizona as well. The issue is they do need to figure out the ownership situation and someone who's going to be in it for the long haul um, and not just kind of, just to say you own a team. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the heck is going on with, with Arizona ownership, but they got to figure their stuff out, or the Coyotes may may not be a team for, for too much longer, and at the very least um, we'll be back under the, the, uh, the reign of the National Hockey League and Gary Bettman. Uh, one last other little piece of news, actually, that broke today. Looks like Jim Rutherford is going to be taking over as the president of hockey operations and interim general manager for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, interesting little little move. And the interim 
tag, I think, is is what's notable here because that means that they are going to try and find somebody in the future. And I wonder if they could do somewhat of something that Toronto did, so where they brought in a Lou Lamorello to teach a veteran general manager to kind of teach and nurture a younger, more forward-thinking assistant GM. So maybe they, 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 they bring in a young guy who doesn't have the experience, who they don't want to give the role to right away necessarily, and they have kind of a two- or three-year process where they phase out Jim Rutherford, who has already left the game once before, and bring in this new up-and-coming GM as he learns the ropes from a guy who's done it for 30 years um, and done it at a very high level and has won Stanley Cups, a winning pedigree um, as well. I, I, that was my first thought when I thought about that, kind of the Toronto model that happened with Lou Lamorello and Kyle Dubas. I think that'd be a good situation uh, if, if they plan on going that route in Vancouver. And, you know, it kind of points to that potentially being the case um so that would be that'd be sweet if they could do that out there Uh, all right that's gonna do it for me here today on the podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the locked on these podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow show uh, as well at locked on leafs i'll be back with another episode tomorrow we'll be recapping tonight's game between the leafs and the lightning one that you can listen to on tsn 1050 watch it on tsn 4 puck drop at seven o'clock tonight Uh, But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.